I think that asking myself and answering the questions is what has really, really helped me. I recognize that I wasn't taught how to forgive myself and I wasn't taught how to heal my own wounds. And so it was self-discovery. And so that's who I am. I've taken this opportunity to lean into myself first and then project it out to my husband and my children and all the people that I get to meet and encounter. And here we are. Welcome to What's Her Story, the podcast for ambitious women who are ready to use their story as a catalyst for change. I'm your host, Erica Akingwe, bestselling author, content strategist, and author coach to high-achieving, globally-minded women. I started this podcast because, honestly, I'm nosy. Every time I see a woman shining, living aligned and abundant in life and business, I wonder, ooh, what's her story? I know this, women who believe in themselves and their story are better equipped to help others transform. So if you're ready to connect over honest conversations and be inspired by other impact-driven women, you're in the right place. Sit back, relax, and welcome to the What's Her Story podcast. Hey friends, welcome back. You are in for another juicy episode and conversation. My guest is just such a bright light and bubble of joy. And I just know you're going to get so much value from hearing her story. Our conversation is all about liberation through self-forgiveness. And one thing you may or may not know about me is that I am a word nerd. Okay, I have always loved words, their definitions. I love how exchanging one word for another can completely change the meaning or the depth or the perspective of what you're trying to convey. And so I'm always looking, ooh, what's an even more potent way to say this? And so one of those words that we want and we say a lot is freedom. I want freedom. I want time freedom. I want money freedom. I want emotional freedom. So I was thinking about freedom. But do you ever hear words so many times that it just starts to fall flat, like (laughs) authentically or self-expressed or I'm always talking to my kids, like, you can't just say good. If I ask you, how was your day? Good, no longer. It's, you got to get a little bit more potent with your words. So today our word is liberation. And what I love about swapping freedom to liberation is in its definition. So let me read it to you. The definition of liberation is the act of setting someone free from imprisonment, slavery, or oppression to release. Freedom from limits on thought or behavior. So it goes back to the act of setting someone free. Now, here's the thing, when it's tied to forgiveness, we're usually waiting for someone else to set us free, to forgive us, to say, yes, let's call a truce or I am sorry, and we want this forgiveness exchange, but it's reliant on the other person. That kind of freedom is not truly freedom when it's wrapped up in another person, because as we we know, we do not control other people, unfortunately. We cannot control how they respond to us saying, we are sorry, we can't control how they say I'm sorry or if they ever do, you know, when we approach them with how we're feeling in a certain situation or setting a boundary or whatever this situation is. But liberation can put that power and responsibility back on us. We can be the one to set ourselves free through self-forgiveness. Self-forgiveness is being able to look back on ourselves and everything that we're holding against ourselves and work through that deep work because some of it might be 
oh yeah, I forgive myself and move on. But a lot of times we've been living with ourselves our whole life and we have added up a whole tally list of things that we hold against ourselves as weakness, as flaw, as I shoulda, woulda, coulda, all the things we put on ourselves to like uh, weigh us down and really add to the regret. But we are meant to live in emotional freedom. And so this title of today's topic, Liberation Through Self-Forgiveness, is the core of what my next guest I want to introduce you to Tanisha O. I had the delightful privilege to meet her in real life. She gives amazing hugs. She's one of the few people I got a selfie with at this event. And I still remember when we approached each other, she asked me, who did you need to forgive to get to where you are today? Oh my gosh, can you imagine that as an icebreaker question? It was definitely noteworthy. It made me think. It really opened up such a beautiful conversation from the get-go. And I knew from the moment I met her, she was someone that I wanted to have in my Aligned and Abundant Author coaching experience. She is one of the guest mentors that I brought in. She has written a book. So let me read her introduction so that you get a glimpse of who Tanisha O is. Tanisha O is the CEO of Blending Our Love Incorporated and the creator of the Forgiveness Lifestyle Movement and a Time to Heal Motherhood Movement. She has traveled across four continents, connecting with and empowering women to embrace the gift of self forgiveness. Denisha is a forgiveness coach, global speaker, corporate trainer, and author of Empowered Stepmother. Grow, glow, and thrive harmoniously in your blended family. In addition, she hosts the Tea with Tanisha O show, where she interviews thought leaders and change makers about keeping a positive mindset to forgive and accomplish goals amid all adversities. Most importantly, she's a passionate wife and loving mother of three children. I am so excited to introduce our conversation. It was so potent. This is part of our summer author series. Tanisha is on quite a writing quest this year. She'll tell you all about that. And what I love about the bridge between this big writing project and her work as a forgiveness coach is Tanisha is really an example of what's possible. She's constantly pushing the envelope for herself of what is possible. If something feels like it's just the status quo or you're just feeling a little stuck or you're just doing things out of rote motion, then it's time to stop and say, huh, What else could be possible? What else might I desire that I've been dismissing because of the limitations I have put on myself or someone else I've just accepted? No, that's not how it works. No, this is not what a stepmother looks like. No, this is not what authoring a book looks like. Why? How could we ask ourselves better questions to get better possible results. The possibilities truly are endless. It is in the limitations of our own thoughts. Back to that liberation definition, it's freedom from limits on thought or behavior. So what liberation do we need right now when it comes to self-forgiveness, forgiving other people, and writing our books? or doing the thing that we have been feeling this nudge to do and we've dismissed because we don't think it's possible. Oh, it is. Maybe you are the one that's meant to liberate yourself from those confinements and really see what's possible. Be an example of what's possible. Live in integrity and alignment with what is possible. 
So that's my little word nerd moment for you on liberation and my introduction to Tanisha O. Without further ado, here's Tanisha. Welcome to the What's Your Story podcast, Tanisha. Thank you. Ever since the moment I met you, you've just been like a ray of sunshine and bring that light into the spaces that you are in person and virtually. And I'm super excited to introduce you to my podcast family, because even though most people are going to be listening to audio, I know that that light just radiates in all the spaces. So thank you for being here. Thank you. So I've already introduced everyone to you with your bio, but I would love to give you an opportunity in your own words to tell us who is Tanisha. Oh, that's such a good question. I'm a beautiful soul who has done, I've done my own work to become who I desire to be. You know, I really just got tired of looking in the mirror or listening to the feedback that I was like, I'm not that person. And I just decided to become who I wanted to be. And forgiveness is the avenue that supported me the most. I think that asking myself and answering the questions is what has really, really helped me. I recognize that I wasn't taught how to forgive myself and I wasn't taught how to heal my own wounds. And so it was self-discovery. And so that's who I am. I've taken this opportunity to lean into myself first and then project it out to my husband and my children and all the people that I get to meet and encounter. And here we are. Here we are. That's beautiful. I love that forgiveness, as you said, was the way that I could discover myself and be who I'm supposed to be the most. And one of the writer's workshops I teach is on loving and leveraging our story. And I really believe, yeah, I really believe that in order to love our story, we have to do forgiveness work of ourselves and the people in our story that maybe have hurt us. And in order to be able to share without shame or share from a place of healing, that starts with forgiveness. And so I love your work. It is beautiful work. Your first book is called Empowered Stepmother, Grow, Glow, and Thrive Harmoniously in Your Blended Family. That sounds like it took a little bit of forgiveness work as well. Just blended families in general. Like, wow. Can you tell us a little bit more about writing that book? Oh, my gosh. Yes. So my children are fifth generation blended family. Like we always think about generational things, but you don't really think about how many generations of of things like a blended family, you know, how much that is normalized. And it, it happens in so many households. And so when it came my turn to become a stepmother, I remembered how I felt as a stepdaughter and I decided it was time to shift some things. You know, I wanted my younger son, first of all, I don't use the word step, even though it says step in my book, if you, it's crossed out, the word step is crossed out. And my children becoming stepchildren, I didn't, you know, there's this negative connotation that comes with step. And so I decided it was time to rewrite the story in my life and in our household and, and with our children. And so I wrote that book truly as a love letter to stepmothers to support them with feeling empowered and, and feeling valuable and feeling important because a lot of times it's easy to feel like you just have to fit into whatever box they have decided whoever they are, whether it's the husband, your current husband, the co-parents, whomever, the parents, the grandparents, like all these people. And then you lose your own identity based on the limitations. And so I was like, no, we're not going to do that. We are going to be empowered to be who we are. And I'm so grateful that I took the opportunity to be that because it's been instrumental in my younger son's growth and actually supporting him and his biological mother with their healing journey. So I'm glad that I just owned who I was and for my forgiveness work definitely supported me with supporting them. That's beautiful. I heard you say rewriting our story and rewriting honestly what's possible Because if something doesn't sit right and you're like, oh, I'm just doing it because that's just how it is or that's just what's expected, then 
we're out of alignment with what's true to us and important and really supporting us in our healing. So true. So speaking of rewriting what's possible, you're on a new writing quest. And I would love for you to share because in all ways of what's probably defined to us of of what's possible, you're breaking some barriers. So I love it. Tell us, what is your new project? Oh my goodness. So um, I'm a strong believer of faith in God. And God was like, T, even when I started this forgiveness journey, it literally started as this simple, small voice. And he was like, I want you to just do a message every day on forgiveness for the entire year. And that was for the year of 2020. I was like, are there 365 things to forgive people for? He literally was like, well, you're going to find out, won't you? Ready, go. And so I embraced it and embarked upon the journey. And it was amazing, all the connections that I made. And so I recognized that about a year or two ago, I had written down a video saying that I was going to write all these forgiveness books. And then I realized I had written down 20 some odd titles of forgiveness books. And, and I wrote these titles down. I was like, yeah, whatever whenever that happens, right? And I never really put too much effort into it or thought too much. And I wanted to do it, but I didn't really align my energy with it. Let's just say that. I just wrote it and moved on. So then I was like, listen, T, I want you to write all these books on all of these various forgiveness topics because people don't recognize, people put forgiveness in, it's like this one big bucket, right? Forgive. And then you then you wonder like, why? Who am I forgetting? What? And so I am writing 25 books that will be published in 2023. And um, that's the difference between writing and publishing and getting it out there. Those are two totally different conversations because people are like, I have written books. Where are they? Oh, I have. Mm-mm. Write them and publish them and sell them. And so that's what I'm doing right now. Taking the forgiveness topic and truly leaning into being an expert by having all the different areas. And of course, I won't cover all of them, but the big areas for people to support them with forgiveness. And so that's what I'm doing right now. And I'm having such a good time. So many aha moments like, oh, yes. And you know, you your mind starts to play tricks on you. Like, is this really normal? Should you be doing this? Is this better? You know, is it going to be repetitive? Is it redundant? And so I'm just giving my, myself permission to just be and just show up for myself and just get it done. Mm-hmm. not even focusing on perfectionism because perfectionism yeah. really equals I'm scared. Anytime you say I'm a perfectionist, you should just say I'm scared. And perfectionism <laughs> keeps you frozen. It's more of excellence. Like I'm going to produce these books in excellence. It's going to be the best that I know in this moment. It doesn't mean that it will be perfect, but that's not my goal. My goal is yeah. the excellence of just keeping my word to myself and accomplishing something that I, I hope also helps to inspire other people to say, you can just do it. Oh, you said keeping my word to myself. I always write that, Erica. Even this morning in my journaling time, I was saying this week, I'm going to make myself proud. And I find myself writing that a lot. I'm going to make myself proud, not just in my words, but in my actions and in the habits that I have. So that's something that I love to tell myself. I'm going to make myself proud. Yeah. And then that being part of the definition of excellence is making ourselves proud because so much, so many times we do things for other people. We want to get accolades and praise from other people and make them proud, but it's not necessarily in that spirit of excellence. It's obligation or meeting a need of not feeling enough Mm -hmm. as opposed to no excellence is actually keeping my word to myself. Yes. Doing the things that I feel sparked, called, like, what was that feeling, that catalyst that was saying, not just let's write another book, let's write 25 books. (laughs) Like, you know what? Oh, my God. (laughs) Sorry. You're like, T, you skipped over 10. Five would have been sufficient. You know, 15? Yeah. Add a girl, you know, 25. So. It really wasn't me. I honestly cannot take credit. I literally recall sitting one day thinking about all of the various topics that I hear people talking about consistently when it comes to forgiveness. I'm going to put on my glasses and just kind of 
um, give a couple, forgiving past mistakes is a big one. Your mother-in-law, your mother and father. How about adult children or your ex? And your ex is different than forgiving a co-parent because you may not have children with your ex, but you, you, you know, you're still struggling. Maybe even your relationship with food or mom guilt. Like these are all different things and different topics, stepchildren, right? All these different topics that come into forgiveness and we just bottle it into one. But the most important is forgiving ourselves. And that's the one that seems to be overlooked. And I know why, because no one taught us. Mm. No one taught us. Like, and, and then when you recognize that, you get to give yourself so much grace. Like, I wasn't taught that I get to put myself first and forgive myself first. So of course I don't do that, right? So gentle mm-hmm. things. And so it wasn't me. Uh, yes, it was me, but it wasn't. It was just me listening and paying attention to all the various conversations that I have consistently with people. Uh, I, I will share this. As I travel, even now, for those who can't see the video, I have a shirt on that says, who do you need to forgive? So when I travel, I always have on a shirt that will say, forgive yourselves. P.S. Always forgive yourself first. Who do you need to forgive? Forgive your mother. All And so I always have these shirts and I get to connect with people, whether they're strangers. And sometimes I forget my shirt and I wonder why people are kind of giving me a side eye or like looking like they have tears in their eyes. Some people just come up and hug me. People, it sparks so many conversations. And I have committed to looking cute, trendy, and fashionable in my forgiveness things and committing to holding these conversations with people who may be struggling or may just, however I can support them. And so it's amazing how disarmed people become. Some people become triggered, of course, but you get to go straight into a real conversation instead of the small talk. And I'm not good at small talk. And so I get to have these really deep conversations because Erica, we, we want to be experts and we want to reach the masses. And I decided the best way for me to truly put out what I do into the world is to wear it, say it, speak it, embody it and be it. And so that's what I do. And I love the conversations I get to have with random strangers and people I know and love. It's just fun. Yes. That song, Let's Skip to the Good Part. That's your shirt. And the message is, before you've even spoken, have spoken volumes and that connection. I love, I love that you can skip over the the small, like small chit chat and be like, okay, who do you need to forgive? Yes. Like that goes right in. There's no beating around the bush there. So that's I love that. So with the 25 topics and the 25 books, is there a, I'm kind of going on more of the technical side. Is there a, how do you know when that book is done? Is there a length? Is there a format? Is there some kind of, kind of guideline that you're like, okay, this would make a book? Yes, that is great. So what I decided on, I finished one of them until I have everything. I haven't, won't really give all the titles out. But one of them, I went more in depth. The one that is on forgiving yourself and all that good stuff, I did more in depth. The others, I've decided, a lot of people have heard a lot of things. Like we hear people tell us how to do all these things all the time. But until we really ask and answer the deep questions within ourselves, that's where the healing comes. And so I found that in books that I get to journal or not even just journal, but write out and answer questions and give prompts on how to forgive just these type of things, those are the areas that supported me the most. And so that's where it is. These are 21 days. So all of them, I've decided the majority of them will be more like 21 day devotionals where we're having conversations and who they're forgiving and just supporting them with writing various things out in all the, that's the direction that I decided to take because I couldn't decide. I was like, how do I want to do this? But devotionals really help me. I enjoy them. And so I'm going to ask some really good questions and give people space to answer them vulnerably for themselves, which it's amazing how it's difficult for people to be vulnerable with themselves, let alone with other people. Mm -hmm. I love that format. I mean, I'm an avid journaler anyways, and love the depth of 
relationship that you can build with yourself when you slow down enough to hear your own voice and to dig into, oh, wow, I had no idea. But getting that prompt, it's potent. Questions are potent for getting straight in and looking at something that a lot of times we're trying to cover up or avoid. And that leads to a whole other list of unhealthy behaviors or feelings. So I love that you're going that route. I definitely can feel that as something that a a person could pinpoint an area or they could get your whole series and be like, let go. Yes. Like spend the year, spend two years, however long it takes. Give it to your children. Like, because I get a lot of women who are like, what I wear, forgive your mother. I need to buy that for my son. I'm like, and that's not how this works. Like, you can't let's go back without t shirts to your kids and ignore the trauma that you probably exposed them to. <laughs> you just don't think that how this works. It always starts with us. It always starts with us. And so I'm excited about these 25 books. First of all, just to make myself proud to do something that, like, you did what, T? you know, for myself and to find a way to connect with so many people that I may not be able to otherwise for them to realize like, this is the thing that's holding you back. Just forgive yourself or forgive whomever in writing. And some people do great with writing and some people don't. And so I think that as authors, that's the part. Who are we trying to connect with? For me, I just look for what would I want? What did I want? Because if something I want, I'm sure there are tons of other people who wanted as a stepmother, I would have loved a love letter in a book to support me with my journey. And therefore I wrote it, right? As a forgiveness coach, I would have loved someone to support me when it took me 17 years to figure out how to forgive my mother when she lied to me about who my father was, right? Like all these things that I didn't have created. You know, just create it. That's the truth. And so I'm going to create it. And is it going to be the answer to all of everyone's things? No, but that's not the goal. The goal is to get someone started on just the first step to hope, the first step to being vulnerable and honest. And as authors, we just get to be really clear on who we're supporting. I am supporting people who love journaling, people who love devotionals, right? And who are ready Mm -hmm. to heal. That's who I'm looking to support or that person who may not be familiar with it, but they're ready to begin their first step towards it. That's who we're looking for. And so I think that for me, that's always been my thing. Who's the one person? What book can I write? And I can connect with one person. We always think of the masses. And I I know that for some, it's like, I want to be a New York Times bestseller and I want to be the bestseller. And those things are wonderful. And one day I will be that. But this particular project, that's not the goal. For this project, the goal for me is to complete these books and get them out into the world and support and do my part in be in supporting people with their healing journey and their forgiveness journey and their growth journey. Mm-hmm. That's so important to start with the goal in mind. I know it seems very common sense, but we can get into, like you said, setting goals that aren't really ours or not for this season. And like even in in my Aligned and Abundant author program and my Aligned author process, we always start with a line because we have to get in line with what is the goal? What will make us proud? What will serve our audience the best? Mm -hmm. And then refine who is it that we are talking to and what is our message? You're very clear on your message and then getting clear on who it is really helped dictate then the format of your books. Right. And so I love that that's, it's such a beautiful example of align and then refine. And then the writing is kind of, it it can flow out, right? Once you get that done. It really does because it's, it's just various questions. I just pause when I think of, I'm looking uh, straight ahead at my list. I have this huge poster stick post-it note which a lot of us writers do yeah. like have these major <laughs> sticky notes on them. and so this one I have on there my 2023 book publishing promise to me it's really it's literally what it's titled and the one that stick out sticks out is forgiving adult children you know you don't think about we have all this grace and passion and understanding for the two-year-old and for the five-year-old 
When it comes to the adults, a lot of times we are looking at the decisions our children are making and we're judging them based on our own shame and guilt of what we did or didn't do. And, and so that's important. Like in order to heal those relationships, we, we get to figure out how we need to forgive our adult children. And that starts with forgiving the young adult in us or the, right, all those areas of us. And so as I sit, I just connect with what conversations, what do I need to do? Who do I need to be? And being open to have these conversations with our adult children, you know, mm-hmm. listening to them, you know, like all these small, for those people who have adult children, um, mm-hmm. forgiving children with mental health. You know, that's a struggle, whether they're small, whether they're autistic, whatever the case may be. We're forgiving ourselves. And then sometimes you, you find the guilt, even though it's not their fault, you're still struggling and you're looking for someone to blame because that's what, what most people have done most of their life, right? So these are those small little conversations that we get to just dive into and navigate through. It's so powerful. My word for this year is potent. And your project and even these individual books, they're potent, like they're the epitome of potent. Because I think in authorship, in writing, this misconception that a quote-unquote good book has to be hundreds of pages and very, you know, overwhelming to write, but also to read. And you are offering the first step the start, the person who is ready, but not ready for the 300 page (laughs) dissertation. Yeah. And tiny books are so wonderful. Tiny books are great. And everyone isn't, I'm an avid reader. I'm probably guessing you are too. People who write typically tend to be like really excited about reading, but everyone doesn't want to do 300 pages and forgiveness is heavy lifting. It just is. So can we start with the small stuff? Can you just ask me a couple really simple questions? (laughs) Because some people ask me all the time, I don't know if I've forgiven. That's a very common question. How do you know if you've forgiven? And if you don't know if you've forgiven, you likely have not forgiven, right? You want to hit them in the throat when you hear their name? You probably have. (laughs) These are those things, right? And so it's just the small things. And as authors, we get to do it our way. You know that book? I don't know if you've heard of the book, What Men Know About Women. I might be misquoting the title of the book, but it's like, what do men know about women or something of that nature? Do you know what that woman put in the book? Nothing. All the pages I blew. And this woman sold millions of copies of a book with blank pages. because. Men don't, apparently, in her eyes, men know nothing about women, right? (laughs) And so I would say to your beautiful community, remember, you're the author and you get to do it your way, right? Mm -hmm. Take content that you already have. When I wrote Empowered Stepmother, I wrote some really fun things in there, but I also took interviews that conversations that I had had with my husband and I placed them in there, right? Conversations that I had with my children that were Facebook lives, transcribed them, put them into the book. These are important things that you get to do. Even when I began writing, I went and I transcribed a whole lot of um, my previous talks and things of that nature to see what I wanted to put in and to give me ideas to refresh my memory on different topics. The truth is you've been doing this work, authors. And so you get to lean into all of your previous messages. You don't have to start from a clear page because sometimes it's intimidating looking at a blank page. But if you just simply have a talk that you gave on a particular topic placed on there, leaves the page is not blank. You have that transcribed, right? Page is not blank and you get to go in and and audit, edit and remove and add. But it's inspiring to know you've started somewhere. So you're not new to this. Writing a book might be new, but you aren't new to this entire experience. Yes, because our story transcends the medium that it's delivered. So if it's spoken, it's written, interview, wherever it's come out, it is still centered from within our heart, our experience. And so I love that tip of get it transcribed, put it on the page, and there you have a start, you know, a seed 
to really nurture. I love that tip. That's great. And I'll, I'll offer another one if you'd like. Yeah. I know a lot of people know about Rev.com. When you're transcribing through Rev.com, it's like $1.50 a minute. I have over 40, 50, I don't even know. I'm at 40, 50 just with counting. I haven't even added up hours of content, right? Having that transcribed is expensive. One talk could easily be, you know, an hour or two, or if it's a training session, even more. There's something called Descript.com. This is not a commercial. I, I'm not an ambassador for but with Descript, for $30 a month, if you do the VIP or Elite or whatever it is, $30 a month, you can transcribe 30 hours of content for $30 a month. And for, I think, $10 or $15 an hour, something like $15, $10 or $15 a month, I think it's like 10 hours. So if you're on a budget and you're thinking, can't afford it, I really want to do it, go to Descript uh, and let them support you. Yeah. Oh, that's a great plug. I actually use Descript for the podcast because I love that I can edit from reading it instead of looking at sound yes. waves. Yes. I'm like, let me just take out the um and that long pause or use it, repurpose the content. So I I stand behind this um, unofficial ad for Descript. <laughs> You know, just the yes. yeah, so valuable. So one thing that people who are writing books, authors, I know it's in a place of service. And there is this wanting to help leverage their story so that the pain or the experiences or the expertise can be used to help the next person. That's three steps behind. And so there's also this beautiful opportunity that books open up. And sometimes we open up the opportunities ourselves and we say, we have a book. And so I'm going to do all these interviews or you did like book signings and events to open. And then I'm wondering, since you have now had amazing opportunities to speak worldwide and in corporate, can you tell us? some of the opportunities that are like the highlights of this book. So I know you recently had a great corporate yes. uh, opportunity, but also if there's a highlight, you're like, I never could have seen this coming. Oh, I'm updating it up to you. <laughs> so many of those that are just like, so I literally, today is Tuesday. I don't know what day they'll get to hear this, but in, in, for me, it's Tuesday, I think. Is it? It is Tuesday. Yes. It's Tuesday. Sunday. I just returned back from Best Buy headquarters. They were the key sponsor for George Floyd Memorial. They had a huge three-day event and they had a gala and all this good stuff. Well, while there, I was able to speak at the Best Buy headquarters. And the topic for the workshop that I led was liberation through self-forgiveness. And then I was on a panel for healing and, and all these beautiful things. And here's the thing, authors, when you're invited in under one umbrella, because Best Buy was the corporation over the whole thing, but that didn't mean that I was like just with Best Buy. It's our responsibilities to add value and to be aligned with our message and own who we are so that we're invited back. And so I had the privilege and I'll release these things. I interviewed Corey. She's the CEO of Best Buy. I interviewed... Oh. Oh gosh, I can't remember his name. He's like the vice president of U.S. Bank. All these beautiful people. Uh, one woman, I call her Z. She is one of the first uh, Black women who is a par made partner at Gibson, Dun & Crutcher. Like, mm. here's the deal. When you enter spaces, I have something that I, I love connecting with people. And I have a question that I ask all of them, which is who or what did you need to forgive to get to where you are? Or how has self-forgiveness supported you with becoming who you are, right? And so I'm saying that to your authors because if you are someone who likes to interview or podcast, or even if you don't and you want to connect with people, I never go up to people and say, hey, I'm Tanisha, I'm a forgiveness coach. Like that whole resume, people zone out because everyone's giving the same thing. So I do something different and they'll remember me. So when I tell them with my telephone, I'm not coming to take a picture. I'm asking questions like, hey, who... Who do you need to tell? I've had the pleasure of interviewing so many people. I just met Nelson Mandela's grandson, Ndaba. Mm -hmm. I spent a lot of time with him. 
and asked him the same question. You know, interviewed him on the same question. Everyone gets the same topic, no matter where I am. It's the same question. So what are some of the other fun things? Gosh, I've spoken on Tony Robbins stage, which was fun, inspiring people there. Uh, Being in Paraguay, South America was just, gosh, just spending time with those children, the children there and connecting with them is probably one of my highlights. I wasn't necessarily speaking on forgiveness per se, but learning how to connect with people with where they are. That's the biggest thing I've learned. Too often we want to do the me, 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 me show. And that's where you lose the audience. It's all about figuring out where you are. When I was in Paraguay, these are children who are underprivileged, right? And a lot of them come from single family homes. So I was able to tell them about me being a 19 year old mother of two, right? And now instantly we connect. Oh, Miss T gets us, right? <laughs> so how can we step into every role? And a lot of times you were invited to the table, but it's your responsibility to figure out how to stay at the table, how to, how to remain there. That's up to us. And so I've had, gosh, I can't even think of all of the amazing experiences, but I do know that us being willing to figure out what we're good at, into it. I'm really good at interviewing and just sparking just random questions and random conversations. And I use that. And I have yet to have anyone, I don't know if it'll happen or not, but people most times don't say no. Because when I say, you mind if I ask you a question? Who or what do you need to forgive? They're always like, ooh. <laughs> most leaders thing love- right away. <laughs> most leaders love a challenging question. Most leaders love, like they love these conversations because it's not the Form. Whether it's Brandon Scott, the mayor of Baltimore City, when I ran into him, I, when I run into you, I'm always ready. My phone is charged. We're going to chit chat. And it's a 30 second conversation. I'm not here to take up 15 hours of your time. It's like 30 seconds to a minute. It's really simple, really easy. And it's an in depth, thought provoking question. And so I would invite all of your community to find your zhuzh, right? And find your thing. And some of you may think, well, How does that support you as an author? Well, you're looking for credibility. And sometimes you think you have to know these people so in depth, but really you don't. You just want to figure out how can you have conversations that support you and add value to your community. And for me, allowing people to see that these beautiful people who have done whatever they've done and that they do whatever they do to add value to the world as a whole, they too have navigated through forgiveness. And that is how I'm adding value to myself, to the conversations, even to the people that I'm supporting. And and I'm sure I'll get invited back to Best Eye. You know, when I met Tori, it was dynamic. She was like, I heard you've been doing some really great work here. And I was like, wow, she wasn't even in my session. So that just means something spread. And I'm grateful because who would ever think that someone who's talking about forgiveness Forgiveness, you all. I'm not talking about the corporate words that you need to use and you have to make your resume so perfect. I simply took what aligns with me, which is forgiveness, and said, this is my message. This is my offering. And it does align in corporate America. And so be who you are authentically. We hear that all the time. But really, I hope that as we talk, Erica, people are seeing that I'm just embodying this message in all aspects of my life, like in every area of my life. And that's what your audience gets to do as well. I get to embody all of it and I still haven't released my 25 books of forgiveness just yet, right? And I don't go around telling people, hey, it's coming, it's coming. No, it's just something that I know I'm doing, right? So that when those books come out, people shouldn't be shocked. Authors, authors to be, own your story so that people aren't surprised. When these 25 books come out, people will be like, of course, T wrote 25 books on yeah. forgiveness. Of course, that's her judgment. It's right? about time. Exactly, <laughs> right? That should be it because we have already welcomed everyone into what we're doing. And whether you love social media or not, find your way. Find your way of supporting yourself. And some of my forgiveness t-shirts have barcodes on the back of them. So people randomly at the airports and things can just scan the back of my barcode and they can purchase things. These are all ways to just align with your message and get comfortable with your message. I'm comfortable at any time, Erica, anyone can talk to me about forgiveness. It does 
matter where I am, I'm always ready to support someone to, to whatever capacity I, I have available in that time to, with forgiveness. Mm. And that embodiment. Yes. Yes. Oh, I love so much talking to you. I love the value that you bring. And I love following you on Instagram stories. You and your family are delightful. <laughs> I'm watching all the shenanigans. Yeah. 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 I was like, oh, yeah, bring us to the barbecue. Come on. Let's go. Okay. Oh, so, like they're just funny. Yeah. Yes. I just, I love that your topic is deep and you are a light person. Like there is this lightness to even the hard, difficult things that come along with forgiveness <laughs> and that you can be yourself and not get in this ultra serious mode when what we need is just that invitation. So yeah, it's too much. Yeah. I, we take ourselves too serious. Relax. Seriously. Yes. It's hard That's to forget so when you're, forget when you're all like 10 steps. I'm like, listen, you all, you all are going to get these 25 books and you are going to get them. How do you get them? And I am going to send them out with excellence and loving energy without stressing myself out. Yes. Like we get to really lean into the ease and flow, the ebb and flow. And so authors, as you, as you listen to even my idea of 25 books, some of you may be like, oh gosh, I would never. And it's okay, right? That's okay. Start with book one. Start with page one. Start with wherever you are. Like, just don't compare yourself. I'm not comparing myself to anyone else. I am not writing all these books because I want to catch up. Or I want to get, no, I just want to make myself proud. And I want to do something so that when December 2023 comes to an end, December 31st, and we get ready to go into 2024, I get to look back and say, wow, T, at a girl, you made yourself proud. You really did some dynamic things this year. I was exhausted, Erica, from sometimes looking back, thinking of, yeah, you did good. But there was so much you didn't do, right? I want to be proud of what I did. Do. And so this year, it's up to us to do those things. Yes, I'm busy. I have children. I have a husband. My husband is deliciously handsome. All those things. I have children who have, um, who need extra support from me and all these things. And also, I get to always keep myself first. Yes, I cook dinner. I do all the things that everyone else does. And also... I get to put myself first. I want to wake up in the morning and be proud of myself. Authors, that's my biggest desire and hope for you all too, that you give yourself permission to love yourself enough to keep what is most important to you and passionate to you first. That's the thing. We have to let people be who they are, give them back their stuff and just stay committed to what's important to you. And if writing a book is important to you, set a goal and just say, this is the goal and this is what I'm going to do and move forward and release the pressure of how it's going to perform and all these perfect things and just make a decision to make yourself proud and just do it. Let's do it. Uh, That's a perfect like bow on such a great conversation. I love my time with you always. And mm -hmm. again, I'm just so happy I get to share you with my podcast family. <laughs> I'm so excited to be with them. So <laughs> I'm good. So much love in advance, Erica, because they're going to do it. Yes. Yes, they are. They're going to do it. Make way. yourself proud. Like, let, let's, let that be the, like, make yourself proud. Yes. So I always love to wrap up with two questions. Okay. The first one is, what's been an impactful book that's helped you in your journey to where you are today? It is by Ayala Van Zandt, and it's titled Forgiveness, 21 Days to Forgive Everyone for Everything. I love it. I will Thanks. link to it in the show notes. And the second thing is, what confident action step would you like to leave with our listeners so they can take that first aligned, inspired next step? There's a prompt that I love to always ask people. Of course, it's forgiveness, but you get to fill in this blank. 
I'm a good person even when I, and fill in that blank, right, for yourself. So it could be, I'm a good person even when I say no. I'm a good mother even when I, and so that's the one thing. That first step is when it comes to writing, maybe make that prompt about, I'm a good person even when I, and fill in the blank. However you want to, that's just what stands out to me. And so hope that supports someone. Yes. It's almost forgiving our future self or like walking in that forgiveness of I am already enough and worthy. Yes. When I fall short, yes. even on my own standards. That's, I love this problem. Yes. This is a great place to start. Thank you. Yeah, so, Tanisha, where can my podcast family find you and connect with you? Absolutely. So, Instagram, forgiveness underscore lifestyle. You'll see my sweet face. And yes. um, then, if for all the beautiful Facebookers, you can find me on Empowered Mothers. I am there. I have a, a page there, or Tanisha O. And um, if you send me a message to say, I'm from Erica, then I'll know to friend you, like to accept, because sometimes you're like, I don't know this person. So those are the best things. LinkedIn, Tanisha O as well. And forgivenesslifestyle.com is my website. Okay, perfect. I will link all the places in the show notes. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Always a delight. And to my podcast family, thank you so much for spending your time with Tanisha and I here on What's Her Story. We would love to hear what resonated, what sparked you. You can tag both of us on Instagram, Erica Kingway and forgiveness underscore lifestyle. We want to hear from you. And thank you so much again for coming and listening to Tanisha's powerful story to really spark the understanding that your story matters and that someone really needs to hear what you have to say. Thanks for listening to What's Her Story. I love spending time with you. Now, I'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and leave a review because I love hearing from you. And if you found value in this episode, share it with a friend and then come hang out with me on Instagram at Erica Akingboye. Be sure to check out the show notes. I've included all important notes and links including how you can get the latest free download that is exactly how to use your story to create social change. I'll be back here next week and hope you will be too. See you there, friend.